And now, it's time to sit back and enjoy the Two True Freaks Internet Radio Broadcast. The Walking Dead. Hello and welcome back to The Walking Dead Wednesday. I'm Chris Honeywell and I'm here with Dr. Bill Robinson. Si, si, senor. And Sean Engel. Hola. I mean, hola. I mean, <laughs> hi. Hola. And we are doing another issue of the comic book, The Walking Dead. This this time it's, what, what are we up to? Number 52. 52, yep. Two. Four issues past the carnage. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, luckily, uh, we kind of get a bright spot in this issue, so this is kind of nice. But uh, I've got the uh, synopsis, if you don't mind. I'll go ahead and... Did you do it from a fly's back. point of view? I only wish I could have done the, uh, <laughs> the kind of stellar synopsis that uh, Mr. Bill Robinson did for the uh, that Walking Dead episode. That was just... I don't think anyone will be able to top that ever, Bill. I've, I've got to give you commendations for uh, coming up with that. Now you got to spend the rest of your podcasting career trying yeah, the, to top it. Yeah, the next it, t- the next time we do an episode where we're going to cover the TV show, I've got to find some way to try and top that. The Maybe. pressure's on, yeah. And then I'll go mad and create a computer based on my own Ingrams, <laughs> and it'll kill everybody, and I'll just it'll just be bad for everyone. Yeah, we've got to stop that. But anyway, the uh, Walking Dead number 52, one we're looking at, is uh, cover dated September 2008, and Mike's Amazing World of Comics gives it a release date of around September 1st of the same year. Uh, had a cover price of $2.99. The writer, of course, was Robert Kirkman. Penciler, inker, and cover color, or cover, was Charlie Adler. Gray tones and cover colors were Cliff Rathburn, and letter was Russ Wooten. Our story opens with a real-life game of Carmageddon. Remember that game? That was fun. Being played by the recently acquired El Camino of Rick and Carl. But the zombie hits are unintentional, as Carl at the, as Carl's at the wheel and Rick is shouting for him to stop, as the zombie on the hood is obscuring the view of the road. Rick tells Carl to brake, and eventually the car screeches to a halt. Breathless and terrified, Rick lashes out at Carl, and Carl shouts back that he didn't want to do this in the first place. Rick apologizes, but Carl thinks that his dad is making him learn this because that he thinks that he will die. Rick tries to console his tearful son, and after a few moments, Rick exits the car to clean off the windshield of zombie guts. Scouting the area, Rick spies a nearby car and goes to siphon the gas out of it. At the El Camino, the waiting Carl gets surprised by a roamer that has managed to sneak up on him. Carl screams and tries to scramble inside the car, but the undead is on top of him. All looks lost for the adolescent Grimes until the zombie's head is impaled by the katana of Michonne. Woohoo! Michonne's back. Pulling the dead corpse from the car, Michonne asks if Carl is alright and gets the reply in a form of a leaping hug. Surprised to see, see his long lost friend, Rick greets Michonne with a simple hi. The trio awkwardly catches up on what happened to the two of them, and Rick tells Michonne that they were headed to Herschel's, Herschel's farm. After dispatching an encroaching walker, the three pack up and head down the road. A short bathroom break for Carl allows Rick to inform Michonne about the status of any of the rest of the group, which Rick sorrowfully relates that no one made it out. Later that night, Rick vents his growing frustration in not being able to find the farm. Michonne calms him and tells him that his lack of confidence doesn't suit him. 
Rick agrees and thanks Michonne for her confidence, and the duo bunk down in the bed of the El Camino while Carl sleeps in the cab. At sunrise the next day, Michonne finally asks what happens to the prison. Rick tries to relate the tale, but the emotions get the better of him. Michonne says that she was wrong to bring it up, but Rick claims that he was responsible and it was all his fault. But their conversation is interrupted by the sound of approaching hoofsteps. Pulling his pistol, Rick takes aim at the silhouetted pair until the two get close enough to assuage Rick's spears. You see, the approaching riders were not other than Glenn and Maggie, and they really hope that Rick isn't about to shoot them. And there you go, kind of a short and sweet uh, synopsis of Walking Dead 52, but this was a nice, mm-hmm. upbeat issue, and I'm glad that we had one, especially after 48 and sort of the descent that, you know, Rick went into over the past couple of issues with his... It's been pretty hellish, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Since 48. Um yeah, I, I really it's it's funny the whole scene with Carl in the car and Michonne <laughs> showing up is what sort of showed up in season three of the TV show, where you know straight with the katana through the head mm-hmm. scene. So I, I thought that was uh, that was pretty neat. I I noticed that when I knew when I saw it on the TV show that it had happened, but then I re- you know I didn't realize it was in this episode issue sewed. So would this be Carmageddon or Death Race two thousand? No, this is Carmageddon because Carmageddon's awesome. Death Race 2000, meh. Carmageddon is a wonderful game. If you guys haven't played Carmageddon or even Carmageddon 2, that's even more fun. Yeah, Car- I think I remember playing it. Yeah, Carmageddon the game and the original Death Race 2000 is a movie, and and you can't go well, wrong. Okay, yeah. well I'll give you that. But um, I love I love that because it was sort of that was a nice illustration of Carl growing up faster, you know, basically that's, they were having that moment that they were supposed to have when he's 16 and he's trying to get his learner's permit or getting ready to, uh, you know, go for his driving test, but instead it's more of a survival um, thing, you know, but it's, it's dad, you know, you know, teaching his son to drive, but instead of knocking over cones, knocking over zombies, yeah. Mm Hit a and cone. I'm, Instead of let me this. get this cone out from you know in the wheel well here, let it, it's let me get the zombie guts off the windshield. Yeah, I'm looking at the uh, the page where they're hitting the zombie and uh, Carl's you know, screaming and Rick's telling him to keep the hands on the wheel. It doesn't look like either of them are buckled up. So <laughs> that's pretty. You know, for for Rick being so uh, you know cautious to try and keep Carl alive. Letting him drive the car, with you no know, even though it's belt. in the daylight with no seatbelt on, not the brightest thing. Unless you know this is an older El Camino and they just have the the lap belts and not the shoulder belts. Well, obviously Carl uh, had inherited his mother's driving skills, as we find as we see later in the, the TV the show. Dead TV show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, yeah, she couldn't even drive like five minutes away from the farm without flipping that damn. Yeah, Four it's the zombie apocalypse. Nobody's on the, on the road, and you hit a zombie. Right. Uh, <laughs> and flip over. But, it, you know, it completely makes sense that, you know, Rick would want to try and, you know, teach Carl how to drive. Because, you know, eventually he may have to do it on his own. Might come in I, handy. Especially yeah. since Carl has two hands. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> what if it's horrible. a stick shift? Oh, well, Dad, I guess you can't drive. Yeah. 
I guess Rick could help, you know, if you sat in the passenger side, you know. He could he could he could shift gears while Carl drove. Both hands on the wheel. You could probably have some clutch. sort of suction cup device to hook to your stump to, <laughs> to get on the shifting lever. All our handicapped listeners can send all the hate mail to <laughs> Chris Honeywell. I haven't gotten one handicapped hate letter yet. Maybe they're all maybe they're all double amputees of their arms, so they're just like <laughs> they can't oh. type. <laughs> they're still writing it. They're all they're like Tommy. They're teeth. deaf, dumb, blind, <laughs> double amputee. You know, quadruple amputees. Sure makes a mean podcast. And some sadist just taps taps in our podcast, you know, onto their forehead in tap language. <laughs> <laughs> Since they're listening to it, you go tap 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 tap. Yep. One day that one day they'll find somebody will save them and draft a letter to us. <laughs> Am I getting too oh. far off topic? No, just a bit. But on that next page, I like the you know I like the like the scene of Carl just yelling at his dad. You know what? I and then breaking down because he thinks that that Rick thinks that he's eventually going to die and that he wants Carl to have this knowledge of how to drive a car, how to do these adult things, you know, simply because, well, it kind of looked over the past few issues that Rick might have had a death yeah. wish. Well, Rick, so, Rick might have been, you know, on the edge. Of, I mean, he had a fever and infection and even with Rick's injuries, he could be up and walking around and feeling better and still die. You know, he could down the road, you know. He had a pretty bad gunshot gut wound, you know, and it's healing up without the benefit of modern <laughs> medicine at all, you know. So it's very, you know, I mean, if, it, if, if issue 48 didn't convince you that, yeah, maybe you should learn, teach Carl to drive... <laughs> What I like about Carl is he he's doing the thing exactly what a kid would do at this time going, "Dad, I'm not a kid anymore." And then going, "Dad, I'm just a kid." <laughs> you know, basically and almost, you know, one right after the other. And I like and and I like that Rick's he's starting to get a little sense of humor back. He's he's picking on Carl a little for for pe- talking about peeing in front of Michonne and stuff. So it's it's good to see that they're sort of now one thing we talked about in the last couple episodes was you know would Rick want to go back to see if the governor was still alive and uh, you know we were all sort of like well we could see how he's like over it you know but what about Michonne? Well, she you think she might and... would want to make sure no, that she... he was dead? She was there walking around the the prison. I don't know if she saw his body or not. She may have because, I mean, he was killed pretty much outside or in the courtyard, and she was out there and she dispatched Tyrese's head. You'd think she would have told Rick, you know, yeah, well, don't worry. I saw his, you know, devoured body. Hmm. So yeah, it seems weird. It seems like, you know, Rick could let it go. I don't know if Michonne would let it go. I think Michonne would pretty much want him to be dead. So, but, I don't know. That's a minor. Well, at the bottom of page eight, uh, that zombie there, with his eyes kind of looking up, does that look uh, like Franklin Delano Roosevelt? 
<laughs> it does. I don't know. It just kind of did. I mean, he doesn't even have glasses, but for some reason, the way his eyes are drawn with the circles around it and like his hair going to the side, you know, ask not what your zombie can. Wait, that's, no, that's Kennedy. Sorry. Kennedy. Zombie Wrong Kennedy. one. We have nothing to fear but zombies themselves. Well, the way his eyes are sunken and there's even a sort of smear, it, it sort of looks like he has glasses on. Yeah. So yeah, at but, the same kind, those round, but mm-hmm, the the round was, spectacles. The, the thing is, if it was zombie FDR, he still couldn't walk. <laughs> He'd yeah. be in a wheelchair. Ouch. Well, I don't know why. <laughs> maybe he could. Oh, yeah. Maybe zombieism is a cure for polio. There you go. It, it yeah. very well could be. Okay. Cure for diabetes and right. Quick, I gotta, I mean, if you're I gotta dead kill myself and coming back to life. Yeah, it's it's unfortunately not a cure for wearing horrible uh, t-shirts that uh, <laughs> that promote image comics. As, yeah, that's a young blood gets, t-shirt, isn't it? Yeah, young blood. Yeah, this isn't supposed to be Rob Liefeld, is it? <laughs> oh no, it doesn't look like Liefeld, but you know, it would be amusing if it were. No, Liefeld's more of a. He's got more of a, you know, I hate to say a douchey look, but that's the only thing that really comes to mind. <laughs> no, he's got that's, that sort a, that's of, about just right, man. He, he, he's got that sort of, you know, uh, flippant, you know, haircut and, you know, he, he's very young, but he, he's got that sort of douchey feel. And I don't know why. And I'm not, I'm not trying to disparage him because, you know, he's, Despite what you may think about his comic talent, you know he's he's a person who's trying to work in the industry. But yeah, I don't think this looks like uh, Rob Liefeld. But yeah, having the young blood T-shirt, yeah, that, is, that does make you kind of suspicious. Well, then we get the full page spread of uh, Michonne dispatching the zombie through the back of the head, and he looks like he's more like a uh, like a pesky door-to-door salesman. Hi, can I interest you in a window treatment? All right, shrunk. Nope. En- enough. <laughs> Salesman! <laughs> no! But I, I, I really like the, on the next page, I really like the art of Michonne at that bottom panel. She looks, she she finally looks uh, caring and demure. She doesn't look as, as hard and bitter. Uh, you know, I think it's the fact that she actually just found a friend or found people that she knew that has allowed her, her sort of hard-edged, uh, you know, demeanor to kind of drop, which is nice because we don't see Michonne looking, you know, happy anytime throughout the Walking Dead comic. And here you get a little, little scene where she is actually pleased to see Carl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And on the next page, she's she's smiling at him too. Mm-hmm. Well, and uh, it, it, it's again, it's it's great that we finally get an issue that we get we get some time to actually feel good about what's what's going on. You know, we've had all this horrible death and devastation and people getting killed and people getting maimed and people going out of their minds. And finally, it's nice to have a moment or two of, you know, sunshine. Yeah. Those, of, of something that's happy. But when that happens in The Walking Dead, that always fills me with dread, too. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> Something, yeah, something's about to, you know, oh, there's the sun. What's going to blot it out, <laughs> so, you know, in the next instant? Yeah. Now, it was page uh, 16 and 17. You mentioned Carl having to pee. I read this whole page 
as if it was Bobby and Hank from King of the Hill. Dad, can you stop? What is it, Carl? What do you see? <laughs> He's got to pee. Dad! <laughs> I could kind of see that, yeah. And then it fits the stereotype of the uh, characters of Rick and Carl. Of where they are, yeah. I've, I've never really never really read the, I've never really read the characters in that voice but now I won't be able to do anything but thank you Bill for the for the rest of your reason <laughs> now every time I see Carl I'm gonna hear him as the little Bobby Hill oh yep <laughs> you ready oh God <laughs> oh God get, next page we get to see Hank Hill say fuck Oh God! So the next time you do a TV show, yeah, the next time you do a TV show, you're gonna be doing like Rick is Hank Hill oh, and Bobby geez. and and Shane is. Oh, that's what I have. Uh, yeah, Boomhauer. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the um, The other guy, the giggity guy. Oh no, he's oh. on another show. He's on oh, that's Family Guy. Family yeah. Guy. Family Guy. Oh, I, I, oh, oh, yeah, oh, oh there yeah, we go. So, Man, that's what I could do. I could do it for each TV show. I'll do it as another TV show. I could do I Love Lucy. I could do Gilligan's Island. Oh, man. Uh, you've got Gilligan's my new master Island. plan. My new master plan. Oh, awesome. Geez. Why did I even bring that up? <laughs> Created a monster. Yeah, I know. Uh, Big ham monster. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, it's it. I, I like the fact that uh, Michonne tries to pull tries to pull Rick out of his funk because you know over you know yes Rick has had a horrible I don't know how many you want to call it weeks maybe after the uh, prison and everything went down there but he's gone from this character who's been a leader and who's been very confident and sure of his actions to this person who's second guessing everything and it's nice that Michonne finally came along and sort of pulled him out of that he's kind of post-traumatic stressed out I would imagine Mm-hmm. Oh, well, Sanford and Son. Can you do one as Sanford and Son? <laughs> oh, I'll have to work on it. Or the Jeffersons would be good, too. Damn it. Sorry. Quit interrupting our Walking Dead. <gasps> you know, I didn't Green do Acres would be awesome for the Walking Dead, too. Bitch. Do that when we get to Herschel's farm. I'll, I'll have to work up on Mr. Haney. <laughs> Herschel will be uh, Mr. Haney. Arnold Ziffel could show up. Arnold Ziffel. Arnold could make a, the original Arnold, not a clone. No, the real Arnold Ziffel. But there, you know, there's some people who have no idea what we're talking oh, about. Oh, the O-Z. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm just going to mute my microphone now. Keep on talking. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's just not a, there's not a lot of action to talk about in this. No, it's it's really episode. not. I mean, it's it's a nice little it's a nice little upbeat episode or an upbeat issue. So yeah, it no actually real... ends with like, oh, good, two of our friends are alive instead of. Mm-hmm. Glenn oh, looks kind of creepy to... there at the end. Yeah, Glenn looks a little <laughs> evil, but that's okay, you know. Well, and he's he's kind of silhouetted by the sun behind him, and again, mm-hmm. you know, hearkening back to the sort of sunny attitude of this of this thing, which yeah, I agree. When when you get a, a a happy episode of The Walking Dead, that's pretty much a portent that something really horrible is going to be happening pretty soon. So yeah, yeah, we've yeah. got to kind of wonder what what the next episode will hold. But you know, the fact that they've met up with Michonne, Glenn, and Maggie, you know, kind of makes you think that maybe some other people might have made it out as well. But so 
Yeah, hmm. well, Michonne sort of says, you know, I saw some footprints going away from the RV, and or well, it was like oil droppings or whatever, you know. But she sort of hinted that, you know, hmm. that there there might be some survivors of the the RV crash, and that she didn't see any of their bodies or yeah or whatever. Well, and you also, you know, the fact that uh, Maggie and Glenn have come up on horses makes you think that they might have found. You know, they might have found uh, the farm because that was mm-hmm. what Rick was looking for. That's what for. they were. That's course, what they were trying to find, of, right? You know, of course, Maggie, you know, knows exactly where the farm is. So, uh, you know, that that leads you to think that there might be even more survivors. So this is this is leading up, hopefully, to something good in the next issue. <laughs> or it could be, you know, leading up to, you know, an episode of Barney Miller being done for The Walking Dead. <laughs> <laughs> Detective Wojohowitz. <laughs> oh yeah, Taxi has yeah. some good voices oh, there for oh. you, Bill. Oh. <laughs> it's gone off the rails. Uh, so quickly. Yeah, do one as a Carol Burnett show with Harvey Corman and Tim Conway cracking him up. With, <laughs> during the torture scenes, Mrs. Mrs. Wiggins. That's what I thought. Do the torture <laughs> scenes when we get to any torture scenes, you know, involving the governor and stuff. Do it with the, you know, with the voice of what was Tim Conway like? The old guy, like Mr. Tudball. He could, oh, well, got Mr. <laughs> oh yeah, the governor, Shut. Mr. Tudball. <laughs> I do not know how we get to these tangents. It boggles my mind. It's. It hurts me inside. (laughs) (laughs) That's why people pay the big money to hear these podcasts. Ka-ching, there's another happy listener now. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, oh, yeah, the bad news. Oh, what? Remember how we thought we were charging $10 a podcast? That thing hasn't been hooked up for the last five years. Ah. Yeah. Man. Made anything except for that one guy who sent us ten bucks accidentally, thinking that who screwed up. Hey, anyway. wait, that was me. <laughs> well, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> it's our advertising budget now. Yeah, but you blew that last year on Christopher Walken. I know. Yeah, I know. Never again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting a fifteen dollars celebrity this year. <laughs> You could have a zombie horse do the Christmas thing. Oh, they, they work for oats <laughs> and brains. <laughs> you can sponsor an episode of this or any other of your favorite Two True Freaks affiliated shows. Simply click the PayPal link on our website, donate any amount at all, tell us which show you're choosing and what message, if any, you'd like us to read on your behalf, and you will be an official sponsor of that show's very next episode, with your message read in the show's opener. It's that easy, and there is no minimum donation. Be a show sponsor today. If you shop at Amazon.com, please consider using the link at 2TrueFreaks.com to shop there. If you use this link to go to Amazon and then you shop, 2TrueFreaks gets a little cut of what you buy and it doesn't cost you anything extra. 
So you get to shop as usual and help out the two true freaks at the same time. Welcome to Amazon. I love you. <laughs> Visit our brand new website at twotruefreaks.com. Two True Freaks is always spelled T-W-O-T-R-U-E-F-R-E-A-K-S. Join our forum at forumforgeeks.com where you can discuss all of the shows on our feed with us and your fellow listeners. You can find Two True Freaks on Facebook. Just search for Two True Freaks. And hey, you can friend me, Scott Gardner, on Facebook too. My name is spelled S-C-O-T-T-G-A-R-D-N-E-R. You can friend me on Facebook too, if you can find me. Now available, Two True Freaks t-shirts. See our website for details. Two True Freaks is a very proud member of the Comics Podcast Network. You can check that out at www.comicspodcast.com where you can hear our new episodes when we put them up. We are also members of the League of Comic Book Podcasts. For more information, visit comicbooknoise.com league. If you ever leave your house and you actually have friends, why don't you tell them about Two True Freaks? Thanks for listening, and join us every Monday for new episodes of Two True Freaks. We were finally invited aboard one of these spacecraft which landed near Ann Arbor, Michigan on October the 24th of 1954. This is a drawing of the craft. As I was leaving the craft, the commander, Soltek, said, soon others of your people will be able to have an experience similar to this.